Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Let's light them up. I've always wanted to say that. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 519. Option 2 is brought to you by Robin Balls. Tiny blue hers. Pete, before we dive on in, number one, we are not talking Avengers Infinity War here in any regard. So if you are running spoiler free until you see the movie... A, see the movie. B, we're not touching any little anything, not even winks, not even nods. The one passing reference that this episode makes to it is so benign, we will acknowledge it but not discuss it. So we are spoiler free. Yes, and uh, I have to take ABC to task tonight, Matt. The one, they ran several promos for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm sorry, for Avengers Infinity War, as they should. Uh, but the most tasteless of them featured the set of several ABC TV shows vacant as if they're not even sitting there watching their family of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but instead jump ship on them and gone to the movies. Tisk, tisk. Pete, it's almost like ABC does not value Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the way we think it should. Oh, my God. Pete, speaking of which, let's talk last week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Let's talk its rating. Pete, it was a .4, and it stayed a .4 even after adjustments. Ratings on a soft decline. Many people would disagree with what I'm about to say. It's starting to get time to look like red alert between now and May 11th when we will know for sure the evening of May 11th. But it's it's troublesome to have seen that that dip. If that's a trend, that's worse. If it's a tick, that's less worse. A sobering series low. There's a silver lining, however, Matt. Mike Sorensen thinks he's cracked the code, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. When we catch you up on what went down, our teaser, Matt, in an unusually paced episode with only four full acts and the tease and the tag, has Talbot repeating numbers, 43.2. 9462-76.1191 over and over as uh, planetscapes uh, creep by. It's, uh, it's reassuring to be watching a sci-fi adventure show on ABC with mysteries about the numbers. We cut to Coulson who, who frames the where we're headed for the episode as one might at this stage in an episode, the thing is it ends up being not where the episode goes. And I'm not being critical. I'm just saying it's interesting that we have the, all right, team, get ready. Here's how we're going to beat the opposition speech. And none of it gets used. But the plan is to use Zephyr one to slingshot the gravitonium into the sun. Pete, that's like the plot of Superman four that or went well there. The plot of Star Trek four. Wow. 
If there's an Avengers 4, will they slingshot into the sun? I don't know. I There are people who don't know there is an Avengers 4. That is a fact that some people don't know. It's also a fact that it's already um, been shot. But people, we'll save that for our Avengers Infinity War podcast in a couple days. There are plans to prep Zephyr 1, and May, of course, has been talking to Tony Candyman Kane about watching Robin and Mom. I'm so glad he's back, Pete. He's probably going to, like, totally be in most of this episode, and I'm really excited. Well, given that Jake Busey uh, started shooting last week on Stranger Things Season 3, uh, maybe? Maybe it'll be better than Season 2. I know I'm alone in that opinion, but... Maybe he'll bring the magic that he got from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. By the way, Pete, there are precisely three million and one people who are not sad that Ruby is dead. The three million are the people watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The one is Yo-Yo, uh, though de facto director Daisy, how's that for alliteration? She is ticked that people didn't follow her orders. At that, Pete, everyone argues the fellowship is broken that's when Colson takes the reins back. And um, is this normal? Asks tall extra to other extra. Red uh, shirts. Yeah. Weird <laughs> mission, yes. Fighting, no. Pete, I love that we're getting some more agents here. I watch every week. Should I know where these guys were like recruited from or whatever? You shouldn't because they are space ninja, Mortal Kombat, smoke, fodder for later in the episode oh well, that makes me feel better then um in the hall may tells daisy that Candyman has got some death lock tech and uh for daisy to take robin and mom somewhere safe while may covers for her are you clear on the two plot points pete the one is zephyr one in space slingshot gravitonium the other is daisy on a secret mission well, Matt, uh, Robin has told them that Coulson can put all the pieces together. Meanwhile, Deke is exploring the multiverse theory while Fitz remains firm that there is just one timeline, one definitive loop that they are in. Which was an interesting discussion. I continue to love jeff ward's portrayal i continue to love the character of deke he is the fish out of water um so he can he can offer up crazy things funny things when the rest of our characters are a bit more serious at this point is this him just riffing is this meant to be a lighter take or is this a story seed you know we're starting to run low on episodes here for the season i'm not even tolling the bell of you know is the end the end but this was 519, right? Correct. So we got 20, 21, 22. You know, are they setting up something? I don't know. Um, again, just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not even going to speculate. We are truly not connecting this episode to anything exterior aside from the New York reference uh, later on. But I don't know how to take it. But it's interesting and it's... And it's um, I don't know. It's just interesting, this idea that he really believes you can jump between timelines. Fitz really believes he's just trapped in one. Regardless, Pete, the, we have the canary in the uh, in the coal mine, two references he does not understand. Right. If, he, if he snaps out of existence, then that's a bad sign. 
he's going to work to keep grandma and grandpa just fine. So let's just all relax. Talbot continues to repeat the set of numbers. He's calling for Colson, Matt, Agent Thomas, and we only know that because of the beauty of subtitles, says that uh, he's been yelling for Colson. Uh, it's like a record skipping in his head. Uh, he had to comply, uh, Phil. You don't understand. It's the landing assist beacon that he's repeating. It's the only way to get a signal out. And Talbot has given away their location as the lighthouse is ensconced in a shadow mat to end the teaser and take us to the title card. A new title card with that ship and the text over it. Pete, we come back from the title card in the HQ room. Uh, the ship came out of nowhere. They've been cut off from everything else. Uh, bunker guy uh, from the Dharma Initiative or whatever uh, is projected. <laughs> You're um, referring to Putty from Seinfeld. Yes, uh, who's a wonderful presence here. Uh, he says that they're they're finally ready to launch Project Lighthouse. You got different options to help protect humanity. Uh, Colson jumps the gun and selects option two, nuclear strike. Uh, option three was alien invasion. Um, that makes them really, really locked in there, Pete. Colson anticipates a 15-year stay. Uh, and, of course, the lighthouse will survive. They know that. So everything should be fine. They also might miss out on some current events going on in the MCU <laughs> for at least tonight. Colson gets on the PA there, lets them know it is not a drill after May had admonished him. You always listen to the whole menu. Typical males, Matt, can't admit when they're lost, won't listen to an entire menu, lack that patience. Kovos, meanwhile, Matt, um, he comes on the screen there. They have a confab over the comms, and uh, it ends with Colson explaining that in the current political environment, it won't be long before his ship is blown out of the sky. From that, Pete, we cut to Yo-Yo, who wants to explain to Mac how she was trying to save him. Is he walking away or is he being pushed away? She always comes back to where she started. Pete, a lot of emotion in this scene. That was a, that was a meaty scene with some length to it. It was to follow that up. We have Mac and Yo-Yo here. Heavy, heavy discussion. He's not able to even look at her the same way um and mac comes back to uh that he wanted to beat ruby senseless but that's not them they turned the other cheek they swore to one another matt they'd not lose themselves pete amidst all of this stuff back in the hq room may admits that daisy had an extra mission a mission to keep colson alive and guess what Yo-Yo has a moment of revelation here because everything that they're doing, this is how they lose. Future Yo-Yo, provisionally called Froyo, credit to Pete with the portmanteau there, uh, has, uh, has, has seen it. We then cut really quickly to the alien ship where silent space ninjas line up and then leave. 
Okay, back to HQ. Remember that scene we were just having? It continues. It's like the next generation here. Yo-Yo admits that Coulson must die, but uh, should he have been left in the middle of nowhere? Wait a minute, Pete. Nowhere. Nowhere. That reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy, which we can mention, and then maybe some other movies where we won't. Nowhere. Oh, the bad guys can go anywhere they want, and with that, they use the beaming in thing, and they're in the lighthouse. So, so there's that. They are. Deke is in the hallways. The lights go out. Space ninjas appear. He hides. There's another kill of a red shirt as we end the act. Deke is describing how darkness is on its way. It's going to follow them. Literal darkness with claws. He needs to give them whatever they want. That's the solution. Just give in. All right, Pete. We're about at the midway point here. Let's get a new mission. Get everyone out of here on Zephyr 1 with the Gravitonium. There's a bypass on level 17. This is the point in the episode where there's a lot of orders. And there's a lot of like, you go do this, you go do that. But let's not forget, Pete, that Daisy is also gone. Because if she was here in this episode right now, it would get fixed. But we can't stay in the lighthouse, Matt. We whisk to wherever it is Daisy meets Tony handyman Kane and he's talking about a picture with some juggly balls don't worry Pete they're lady balls and they're from the future and everybody's okay with that um by the way Pete weird stuff New York right do you watch the news Daisy slash Pete do I watch the news I am the news Matt Oh, well, Daisy doesn't watch it, so moving on. Here's some centipede serum from John Garrett. However, it has some extra stuff. Healing serum. Where'd they find that? It's not a place, Pete. Dot, dot, dot. Let's, let, let, let's pin that mystery until, I don't know, maybe the final scene. In the interim, though, the story's going to move to Talbot. He's just trying to think. Yo-Yo arrives. Talbot is not uh, looking to help, though. Although he wants to help if he could have a gun. He's not ready to put on the handcuffs. Then he's ready to comply or cooperate. The handcuffs go on. Pete, many people who are not you and me are going to use this scene as the beginning of some of their Talio uh, fanfic. For me, though, it's just the end of the scene. So let me handcuff it off to you and Fitz and a stuntman. Who's going to die? That red-shirted stuntman quickly out of the way. Matt Simmons <gasps> walkies Fitz and asks if he thinks Deke is right. He replies, Matt, never. But using his night vision here, he sees a couple more red shirts bite the dust. Deke makes do with a fire extinguisher, which allows him to see the dark figures and to close the door there. Because after all, Matt, without no fits, there is no Deke. I'm glad that Deke was there to help hold the door closed. Uh, we then see in the override room that the fuse box is fried. So this is like the third mission of the week that now we can't do in this episode. We're going to have to reboot at a certain point. We conclude the act with uh, seeing Quovos, Quovos, who's giving his soldiers directions. And then there's a really long shot on him to end the act. Your thoughts, Pete? 
Act three begins, Matt, with Coulson and Mac discussing the need to evacuate. May, however, says there's a new plan, and Coulson goes along with his favorite Stephen King novel, The Stand. Fitz also shares that these baddies suck electricity, so the solution is to light them up. Uh, we then go to Yo-Yo and Talbot, who see some remorons, uh, says Talbot. Um, then we cut back to Deke and Fitz, where Deke is trapped uh, in here again. We cut to Simmons, Pete. It's, it's intercutting. It's moving. Uh, she's ready to fight fire with fire. Yo-Yo and Talbot then join in. All the pieces on the board moving here. It's confirmed again that everything is okay since Deke hasn't blinked out of existence. Pete, how many times are we going to say that before we can start to worry about Deke in future episodes? Or others, Matt. Uh, of course he hasn't. Uh, Simmons is relieved here. Talbot and Simmons, they are the last line of defense. Piper, she can't see Matt. Yo-Yo, however, can feel. Um, but in addition to feeling she can't be killed and Simmons draws uh, while Talbot grabs an icer and pulls the cloth off the old Ruby tube and he can fix this. He ices Simmons. He puts her in cuffs. He powers up the gravitonium into the tube opens it up and gets in. It starts, Matt, at 8%, you know, where it left off and goes all the way, keeping it 100 to end the act. We come back from that act break. Fitz has made Molotov cocktails American style or Scottish style. The bottom line is, Pete, they're not Russian Molotov cocktails. They're like, you know on our side deke is ready to make a last stand and fitz fitz does not want him to call him gramps again uh the baddies are here they're pounding on the door almost everyone has guns however may needs to be handed a gun um maybe that was a step too far like may really is going to fight these guys with her fists and not even like one of those extendable nightstick things she has to be like you know cajoled into having a gun Whatever. There's banging, lots of banging. Not in the Felinda kind of way. It's the banging on the door. <laughs> then it stops. There's sounds overhead. Stunt guy ninjas come. There's three of them. Then they get dealt with. And then three more come in from the door down below. There's no way it's the same three guys. Colson shoots into the camera. Cut to Yo-Yo shooting into the camera. Pete, take us into that scene. Colson is down. Mac then sees... A figure, Matt, is it is it Talbot? I'm not quite sure. Focus on the space ninjas. They suddenly stop. And it is Talbot. He strides into the room. He opens his right hand. All the space ninjas are lifted. He closes that fist. They are suddenly crushed, not unlike Ruby did to poor KVS R.I.P. Perhaps a slightly underlit scene, maybe, Pete. You know, you, you were not crazy with the KVS effect last week. Maybe they got that back, and when they needed to replicate it this week, they said, 
uh, gravitonium decompression in the shadows. I don't know, perhaps, but Super Talbot, just to check off some boxes here, has saved Yo-Yo, has saved Yo-Yo's crew, has saved everybody in HQ. The day is saved. There's lots and lots of reaction shots from people. We go back to the lab where Piper and Yo-Yo and the tall guy, you know, all beloved characters, get Simmons uh, out from under the thing that fell on her. They learn that, well, you know, they learn what he has done, which was an interesting moment because we've already seen it. But Pete, there's a reason why they're there. Remember that containment tub that had the gravitonium? Do you remember it? I do. It's got some gloop on it. And you know what it reads now? I don't. Graviton. Boom. We got Graviton. Back to headquarters, Talbot, nay, Graviton, question mark, but certainly Super Talbot. Talbotonium, Matt. Talbotonium. Talbaton. Yes. Um, regard, whatever name he goes by, he goes by many names in many languages. He takes himself and Colson and a piece of concrete that in no way is a platform that's on wires, takes them up, 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 rise, Undertaker, rise. They're gone. The lighthouse then declares itself unlocked, which I must admit, Pete, I was a bit surprised about because I thought they were going to be locked in there for like the rest of the season. Wink, wink. But that's how we end the act. Our tag scene features Daisy at a grave exterior night mat close up on a headstone. There's a shovel and we see the name on the headstone Jai Yang. The dossier. A detailed look at our bad guys, Matt. Let's begin with Quovos. So great to see more Peter Mensa in this episode. Um, he just brings this imposing presence to the screen. And um, again, those couple of moments, certainly not his fault, a couple of moments where it's like, camera staying on him for extended periods of time but uh he's a he's a compelling baddie and uh, i'm glad he's here to help us usher in the next uh, handful of episodes he is the menace of an alien threat but i have to say i think it's a little undercut given what they did to themselves in pointing out ooh Things are afoot in New York, and we all know what those are. It's just not full disclosure for much of our audience yet. And simultaneously, there's another alien ship in another part. I mean, it just seems excessive. Well, who's going to go after this alien ship since there's bigger fish to fry? That's question number one. Question number two, I think there is a line in there somewhere. I don't, I don't even have it in my notes, but there's a line in there that's referencing like words to the effect of nobody's going to sense that this ship is here. So I kind of read that as like, don't worry guys, there's a reason that, that Iron Man doesn't show up. And it's not just because he's busy with, you know, the movie it's nobody can sense this ship, um, which works for me. I mean, they have to, they have this, they have this heavy task of ending this season and meshing with Infinity War, and they might not have known a whole lot about Infinity War, you know, and, and the budget is not through the roof this season. So I think there's a lot of a lot of balls to juggle, Sonara notwithstanding. 
our next baddie on the list, Matt, Space Ninjas. Pete, which, like, in terms of episode count, what episode is this? Five nineteen. But I mean, like, like you know, like episode, like it's the hundred and eighth episode or whatever. It's so, it's... so episode twelve was the one hundredth, which would make this one oh seven. So we have podcasted one hundred and seven episodes of Agents of Shield. We love ourselves some Agents of Shield. Let me just say, Space Ninjas looked like Space Ninjas with some extra makeup around their eyes or something. I get where they're at in the season. I get that they're probably trying to bank a couple extra bucks here and there for a big finale finish. I get that the budget is down, but I mean, you know, paint them, you know, like not ninja colors, paint them like weird space silver or something like that. Or, you know, give them blue skin. Like it's not, is is blue makeup that hard to come by? Well, I think they they burned through their blue makeup budget earlier in the year, Matt. <laughs> I want to know: Did they clear it with Fox or whoever is the current rights holder for Mortal Kombat to use the palette swap uh, Sub Zero Scorpion Reptile Gray Ninja Smoke and his appearance? Well, all I know is, luckily, Talbot was there to finish him. Welcome to level seven. Time to analyze and theorize, Matt. Let's talk Talbotonium. I love how this seems to have unfolded. I think we still do have a little bit of a question of the voices and the Gravitonium and, and things of that sort. You know, is Talbot himself... How much of this is Talbot? How much of this is Dr. Hall? How much of this is and Ian Quinn and Ruby potentially? Um, I'm okay with the episode ending how it did, which is like, yay, victory, question mark. You know, we don't need to immediately get into breaking that down. Um, Again, I've had this weird fascination with Graviton. I think because it was the first episode that ever let us down. Um, and then the show got so much better in the first half of that second season, uh, pardon me, in the second half of the first season, as I transpose my numbers there, this was like the one thing that they never called back to. And now they have in a big bit, oh, they did a little bit, but now, mm-hmm. now this is really, you know, this is their graviton. That's how I'm reading it. This is, this is, and, yeah. And I like it. I really, really like it. I'm not going to say we've gone full circle until we get Hall back as the character and it remains to be seen whether that's coming. I mean, we've had the the flashes, the the fighting of Quinn and Hall in the gravitonium soup, Ruby being influenced by that, unable to control it. Uh, but now with Talbot having this ultimate power, uh, making him a player after the chaos and, and the, you know, the, the issues he's been through, uh, the, the, the feeble nature when we caught up with him this season, I I really like how they've done that. And then Matt, there's the question of time. There is, and how this is going to be affected 
by Infinity War and those events, that remains to be seen. And I think you can argue it. You can argue it both ways from a creative level. You can argue it both ways from a corporate level. Let me start with that corporate level. Do I think, you know, do I think that that this this ending that was kept so secret for Infinity War? Do I think that it was like, oh, CC Jed Whedon, uh, and uh, Mercer Tancherowen, and Jeffrey Bell, and so and so? No way, no how. This is the ultimate trump card. No pun intended in any way there this was i mean you know this is the biggest this is what this uh, all the whole mcu movie side has been heading towards there's no way that this there's no way that there was going to be this level of integration that we had say for you know the fall of shield and hydra and all that so i don't know i like that they're in this kind of lockdown base but there's things from infinity war that can't be ignored for too long and, and won't be addressed yet on this podcast. We'll be bringing you our thoughts on Sunday, uh, April 29th. However, Matt, um, with Coulson coming to the Captain Marvel film that is filming right now, there there is a greater potential of connectivity, of, uh, shall we say, sync, uh, on the horizon. And I'll just continue to say, regardless of whatever the fate is for agents of shield on ABC next season, I think there's such an opportunity to move us agents of shield fans to the Disney streaming thing, which, you know, now as we record this, you know, it's coming sometime in 2019. All right. Well, you know, the calendar is going to turn to may before you know it. My point being this show will end May at a certain point it's June. And then you realize, Oh my goodness, we're halfway through the year. You know, we're slowly heading towards 2019. If this show came back on ABC in December, this past season, you know, would, would we be that sad if it was like, and agents of shield season seven moving or pardon me, season six on the streamer starting January, 2019, it would be like, cool, 22 more episodes. Or if they give us less, or if they say, the Agents of Shield miniseries, you know, uh, uh, four two-hour episodes to, to be the epic conclusion. I think we would just be grateful that it's going to be somewhere. And I think there's enough of us as an audience total watching each week to make that a really appealing thing. So I wonder if the end really is the end, regardless of what ABC says. Well, speaking of grateful, Matt, it could not be possible to be more grateful to our patrons to patreon.com slash fantastic geek they pete they keep us going on on this planet the other planets that the guardians of the galaxy might visit or the other people might have come from or where wherever the infinity war might affect any of us or all of us in our hearts and our minds uh in our in our times and our souls and our other gems our patrons are there keeping us going. We were proud to give a give a little uh, give a little bonus while we were waiting for uh, Infinity War to kick off just uh, just yesterday. Send that just to our patrons, and uh, always an opportunity to say thanks for being part of our team. Everybody who contributes gets exclusive podcast content, and then there are all sorts of levels to fill your fantastic geek Infinity Gauntlet from there. 
transmissions. Let's check the wire. Pete, we had our poll, four stars, Graviton, three stars, three red shirts, two stars, her balls, one star, New York what now? Pete, this got zero votes for one star, 2% for two stars, 7% for three stars, a really hearty 90% giving this four stars. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fandom continuing to support the show. Uh, we also got a tweet from Jerry Durazio, that's at Geraldine Doraz2, who said, OMG, totally awesome, hashtag Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., hashtag Renew Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and a reminder to everybody that it is our expectation and the expectation, I think, of most people who know how such things are done, that uh, the, the evening of May 11th uh, is when renewals or cancellations will be announced uh, for ABC. And um, I dare say we are podcasting in two weeks' time. We'll be starting that podcast knowing what's what. I think we'll be watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. knowing what's what. Um, here we are, the final two weeks. Get those hashtags out there. Get your voice heard. It's exciting yet terrifying at the same time, Matt. We go to the Facebook where Mike Sorensen writes in, I needed a little more space than Twitter allows to share my S.H.I.E.L.D. renewal thoughts. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. won't get axed this year, I believe, and for one good reason. Coulson will be back on the big screen in Captain Marvel, and they aren't going to waste the opportunity to do a crossover with that film. It's possible next year may end up getting a reduced episode count, but I feel confident it will be back because of the crossover. Now, I replied to his uh, message here simply, will the TV network that does not directly reap any benefit of that feel the same? We hope so. And again, I'll keep my pontification short here. There is another option. The other option is this brand new thing that's looking for, you know, right now Disney's streaming has zero subscribers. You want to move over some ravenous fans who want fresh new content. Is the live action Star Wars going to do that? Absolutely no question. That might make Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on there less valuable. Are some of the other offerings that are coming, the original movies and whatnot, make it valuable? Valuable, Absolutely. You want my money day one? Put Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on there, not just the reruns. Give me new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in some degree. Make it happen. Bottom line, new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. somewhere. Absolutely. Mike was in touch with you on Facebook. We'll talk about that again in a moment. How can people be in touch with you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-9,000, 911, Matt, 9911 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast any way you like. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Send an email to FantasticGeek at gmail.com. We already have a couple, if not more, uh, for Infinity War. Again, podcasting that on Sunday. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We are FantasticGeek as well. But wait, Pete, take us back to Facebook. Facebook.com slash FantasticGeek with the PH, all one word, like it today 
We will be back on both feeds talking Avengers Infinity War in a handful of days, as mentioned. And then, of course, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. adventure continues from there. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. I told you I could fix this.